Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I've got a really good program for you today. I'm talking about, is this the last pope? Is St. Francis the last pope? And I'll tell you in just a minute why many believe that. And I believe it certainly could be true. But I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Remember, our conference is coming up September the 17th uh, here in Dallas-Fort Worth at Fellowship Church. Grapevine, Texas, five minutes from DFW Airport. We would love to have you come. It's going to be from 9 in the morning until 5.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be myself, along with uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, uh, Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, and Pastor Ed Young. He's going to be their great speaker. He's the pastor of the church. We would love to have you come and be a part of the conference that day. It's, it's a week before Rosh Hashanah. Now, I believe the Feast of Trumpets, and I believe that some year the rapture will occur during the Feast of Trumpets. It's the fifth feast. The first four feasts have been literally fulfilled. This is the fifth feast. I believe the fulfillment of that is going to be the rapture. It's a two-day feast. So if I told you that Jesus was going to come for the church during the Feast of Trumpets, you still don't know the day or the hour. In fact, one of the, one of the things that the Jews call the Feast of Trumpets is the day that no one knows. So this is a week before the Feast of Trumpets, and the purpose of it is to encourage us uh, and to educate us about what's going on in the world and to prepare our hearts for the return of Jesus. Now, it may not be this year. I'm hoping it's this year with all the things that are going on. We would love to have you be a part of the conference. It's $99 for the conference to physically attend, $49 for the live stream, and the live stream is good for 30 days. If you can't watch it that day, you've got 30 days to watch it, and you get a 20% discount. For all of our YouTube viewers, we're giving you guys a 20% discount, so if you'll just go on uh, conference.endtimes.com, the information is there on your screen, and just enter into the promo code there, endtimes20, you'll get a 20% discount. And so we'd love to see you there. It's going to be a fantastic conference, and I, I can't wait for that time. I'm waiting for Jesus to return. And so you, you say, Jimmy, you're an escapist. I really am. Jesus said, pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. We're going to occupy until Jesus comes, but I'm praying that Jesus comes very soon. And with all the signs of the times that are happening, and I'm talking about on the program today, I really do believe that Jesus is coming very soon. So we would love to see you at the conference on September 17th, right here in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And on the website there, when you go to conference.endtimes.com, uh, we have hotel information, airline information, all that kind of stuff is right there on the site. Now, I want to talk in this message about the final pope. Um, and you say, well, you know, why, why do we believe that Francis could be the final pope? Well, here's a book by my friend Tom Horn and also Chris Putnam. Chris has gone to be with the Lord, but Tom is my friend. And this book is called Petrus Romanus, which means Peter the Roman. And the subtitle is The Final Pope is Here. Now, this is a very thick book, very well written, very well documented. And Dr. Tom Horn believes that this is the final pope. And I'll tell you in just a minute what the Lord showed him about the final pope. So um, this book, Petrus Romanus, it goes back to a prophecy of the popes, which is a short 112 uh, short cryptic phrases in Latin, which purport to predict all of the future Roman Catholic popes beginning with Pope Celestine II. Now the prophecies were first published by Benedictine monk Arnold Wyan in 1595. And Wyan attributes the prophecies to St. Malachy, who is a 12th century archbishop of Ireland. And according to an account put forward in 1871, Malachy was summoned to Rome 
1139 by Pope Innocent II. Now, so he went from Ireland to Rome, but he didn't go by the sea. He went by land. He traveled the continent of Europe and he was struck, sickened, when he went across the continent of Europe by the squalor, the poverty, the disease, the just how downtrodden the people were, the masses all across Europe until he got to the Vatican. When he got to the Vatican, he was sickened by the opulence and the luxury. It was exactly the opposite of what everyone else was going through. And it really, it just broke his heart. And so while he was there, he purportedly experienced a vision and in the vision, he saw 112 future popes, which he recorded as a sequence of cryptic phrases. And the manuscript was then deposited in the Vatican archives and forgotten all about until it was rediscovered in 1590. It's highly contested uh, in a lot of the Catholic circles. A lot of people believe that it's a forgery. They don't believe it's true. They contest, by the way, that the prophecies of the popes before 1590 are more accurate than those after 1590. What they're saying is, you know, somebody doctored the thing up. They're saying that St. Malachi had these, these visions. And so they went back and made all this stuff up and they go forward and they're not as accurate. And I'll show you in just a minute. And this is documented in this book, Petrus Romanus, the, what he said about many of the, the popes that are more current and this current pope right now. And so uh, if the St. Malachi prophecies are true, the significance is, he said there were going to be 112 future popes. And the num number 112th pope was going to be the last pope. And the question is, Pope Francis, currently the pope, what number is he? He's number 112. He has been the 112th pope since St. Malachi gave the prophecies, if in fact his prophecies are correct. And so let, let me just tell you why I believe that they very well could be correct. Now, the interesting thing about Pope Francis is he's 85 years old and he's not in good health. The latest picture I saw of him was he was in a wheelchair and he was talking about retiring. And the, the Benedict before Francis was the first Pope in 600 years to step down and to retire. He's still living at Vatican City. We were, we were at the Vatican about four years ago and he was there, he was, he's still living there. And so what are the, let's just kind of give you some proof, some reasons that I believe that the prophecy of the popes is true. And the first is, what are the chances out of 112 popes that the final one would occur when all the other end time signs have been happening for 70 years? It's astronomical. In other words, and by the way, if Benedict would not have resigned, he'd still be Pope, he's still alive. The popes don't retire, popes die, they die in office. And so Benedict retired giving Francis the opportunity to step in and be the 112th Pope. So remember, uh, Israel's 74 years old, okay? The, the, and the Pope now is 85 years old. Here's what Jesus said. Learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no, by no means pass away. So one of the things that you may have heard me say before, but it's, it's worth repeating, and that is every generation has had signs of the end times. Every generation has, since Jesus. They've had some crazy person you could think was the Antichrist. They've had earthquakes and famines and all those kinds of things like that. We're the only generation that has every sign. Uh, 
We have every sign of the end times and we're the only generation with Israel. Okay, Israel was destroyed in AD 70. The Romans destroyed the city and the sanctuary like Jesus said they would in Luke 21. They, were, they destroyed the city and the sanctuary like Daniel said in Daniel chapter 9. And, so, and they were scattered to the, to the four corners of the world okay, until 1948. Until the, the most important sign that we have that we're living in the end times is the reestablishment of Israel. But Jesus said the generation that sees these things will see all things fulfilled. What he was saying is the generation that sees the beginning will see the end. And so Psalm 90 says the days of a man's life are 70 years, or if by reason of strength, they're 80 years. We're 74 years in since Israel became a nation. And we have a pope who the St. Malachi prophecies are saying is the final pope, number 112, and he's 85 years old and not in great health. And so if the tribulation started today, and according to St. Malachi's prophecy, the final pope will lead the church or lead his flock, the Catholics, through the tribulation. He will lead his flock through many tribulations. I'll read you the exact prophecy here in just a minute. And so if the tribulation began today, okay, um, he would be 92 years old when it ended. So there's a clock ticking really hard on this thing, both the generation that we're living in and also on the final pope. And so we're living in a, wor a world where we're seeing all the end time signs coming true. And if they haven't come true, they're about to come true. They're happening right before our eyes. They're unfolding before our eyes. Jesus said there'd be wars and rumors of wars. Look at what's happening in the world right now. Look what's happening in Russia, in Iran, China, and Taiwan. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, Israel and Iran. There, there are wars and rumors of wars all over the world. We have the first generation. When I was 10 years old, I came home one day and my mother was washing out pans in, in storage kind of vessels. And I asked her what she was doing. And she said, we're going to a war with the Russians. And we practiced in our school regularly nuclear drills where we had to get under our desk. Like that's going to help, you know, if a nuclear bomb goes off. But we had to go get under our desk. Since I was 10 years old, this is the most serious nuclear threat that we've ever faced before. Vladimir Putin is, is maniacal. There's no doubt about that. And he's threatening, you know, Norway, Sweden, all these countries, all, all the, the NATO countries, if, us in America. He is threatening us with nuclear weapons on a regular basis. Anytime somebody defies him, this is, this is the most serious nuclear threat in my lifetime. And so we have wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said there would be pestilence. Uh, look at the COVID. COVID is still making people sick all over the world, but we're, we're in the, the third year now, almost the third year of COVID. And so look at all that's happening in the world. Famines, we have a worldwide food shortage right now uh, where you have baby formula shortages, uh, the worst crop in China's history. Uh, their winter wheat crop was worse. 71% of the United States wheat crop was affected by drought. Where I'm from, from in the Texas Panhandle, somebody told me last week that their entire wheat crop is wiped out. That's the breadbasket of America up in the Panhandle of Texas in that area. And so famines, we have a very sh a serious possibility of worldwide famines that are happening because of bad crops all over the world and the fact that the sanctions are on Russia. And Russia and Ukraine export one third of the world's grain. So we, we have a very serious uh, thing. Worldwide fear and panic. Jesus said that men's hearts would fail them for fear and the expectation of things that are coming on the world. Uh, mental health issues are, are epidemic. 
and suicide is epidemic, especially among young people. There are a lot of people killing themselves. And this is what Jesus said would happen because of just the oppression of the things that are happening, multiple things that are happening, people would just lose heart. Worldwide anti-Semitism, one of the things that has to happen for the end to happen is the whole world has to hate Israel because the last scene of human history is Armageddon, when all the world marches against Israel. And by the way, right now, and I was telling you last week that uh, President Biden wants a two-state solution for Israel. He's going to Jerusalem next month in July. He'll be the first president ever to visit East Jerusalem. He will visit it without any Israelis with him. They're, they are bypassing the Israelis and opening an embassy now, uh, a, a consulate in East Jerusalem, formally recognizing East Jerusalem as the capital for the Palestinians and going to pre-1967 boundaries. This is what they're pushing for, which means 200,000 people, 200,000 Jews lose their homes in East Jerusalem, 400,000 Jews lose their homes in Judea and Samaria, known as the West Bank. They also lose the Golan Heights. It's not going to happen. And so anti-Semitism is rising all over the world. Uh, in Israel, in the United Nations Human Rights Council, the only standing agenda item is Israel. Every single time the Human Rights uh, Council of the United Nations meets, they talk about Israel. And by the way, America called their hand on that just recently, which is a good thing. And so imagine this tiny little nation in the Middle East, the only democracy in the Middle East. They're more like the United States than any other country in the world. This tiny little nation has the world's attention and the world hates them. They have been censured by the United Nations more than any other country in the world. And so why do they hate them so bad? Because it's the end times. It's a spirit. In Joel chapter 3, God says, I'm going to bring all the nations down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I'm going to enter into judgment with you there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom you've scattered among the nations, and you're dividing up my land. That's happening right before our eyes. So we have the 112th pope in office, the last pope. He's old. He can't live very much longer. He's old. And so we see all these end-time signs taking place, the Gog Magog War. Of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Look what's happening right now with Russia, Iran, Turkey, Syria. They're all on the northern border of Israel. Uh, Israel bombed the uh, airport, the Damascus airport, uh, just a few days ago. Uh, they bombed the tower, the runways, and they bombed all the cargo that had come in from Iran. And yesterday, Israel warned Syria that if they don't start stop allowing the Iranians to fly weapons in there, they're going to start bombing his palaces. This is a big deal. And so I'm just saying signs in the sun, moon and stars, you go through all the things that are happening in the world right now. It's what Jesus said would happen. It's what the Bible said would happen in the end of, in the end of time. And we just happen to have the 112th Pope in office right now. And so I'm saying that's one reason that I believe that it's it's true. Now, if he dies or if he retires, well, it's going to put that to bed real quick. If you have 113th Pope, well, that, that does away with all the conjecture right there. But for right now, we have number 112 in office. This book, uh, Petrus Romanus, they talk about in the book, they document all the things that different uh, popes that, that St. Malachi said about different popes. Let me read you just one of these. This is Pope Benedict the 15th. And uh, from 1914 to 1922, he was the Pope. And St. Malachi said of him, religion depopulated. Okay. So in other words, he didn't know his name, but he just described uh, Pope Benedict uh, as religion depopulated. Okay. Well, was that true? 
Well, he was the Pope during World War I, and during World War I, the Catholic Church was devastated as far as their members are concerned, but the Russian Orthodox Church lost 200 million members because of the Bolshevik Revolution, and some were killed and persecuted. So 200 million people left the Russian Orthodox Church because during the time of Pope Benedict XV, exactly what St. Malachi said would happen. And so Pope Benedict, by the way, the former Pope before Francis, his resignation was shocking because he was the first Pope in 600 years to resign. Of course, like I said before, he's still alive, but here's the interesting thing. Tom Horn saw in a vision, the Lord gave him a vision that uh, Pope Benedict was going to resign in April of 2012. He said it publicly that he was going to resign. Okay, well, it hadn't happened in 600 years, so it sounded kind of crazy. Well, so uh, 2012 came and went, April 2012 came and went. And then the following year in 2013, the Vatican announced that Pope Benedict was resigning. And then they gave an interview to the New York Times. And in the New York Times, they said he had actually resigned in April of 2012, and they were just now making it public. So why would the Lord show Tom Horn? He's my friend, and you can see this on YouTube. Why would the Lord show Tom Horn that the Pope Benedict was going to resign? It's because I believe it validates, again, what they wrote in the book. I believe that this is the 112th Pope, and I believe that, you know, Many things are now, now, let me say one thing. Anytime something is extra biblical, which means if I'm talking about Bible prophecy, something that's, that's clearly in the Bible, I'm going to be very strong about it. I'm not strong about extra biblical stuff. And so I'm not saying, you know, you have to believe this or else. You know, I'm just saying it's, it's another thing out there that gets me to believe that God is up to something and we're living in the end of the end times. The reference to uh, St. Francis, let me just talk about him specifically. So here's what... Here's what St. Malachi said about the 112th Pope. And this is, this is uh, right now Francis. This is a quote. In the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will sit Peter the Roman who will pasture his sheep in many tribulations. And when these things are finished, the city of seven hills will be destroyed and the dreadful judge will judge his people. The end. That's it. Of all of his cryptic phrases for 112 popes, that's what he uh, wrote about Francis, 112th Pope. And so right now, uh, he's saying that this Pope is going to lead his flock through many tribulations. And then the city of seven hills will be destroyed. That's Rome. Rome is the city of seven hills. Rome will be destroyed. Okay? And many people believe now that the Pope is the false prophet. Some people believe the Pope is the Antichrist. But they believe now that the uh, Vatican City, Rome, will be a place of judgment when Jesus returns, judging the false prophet, the, you know, the, the Antichrist, those kinds of things. So are these, is it true? In other words, is it true that this is the 112th Pope and he's going to be you know, the false prophet and lead his flock through many tribulations? We'll see. Now, by the way, when it says Peter the Roman, uh, in this Petrus Romanus means Peter the Roman, and St. Malachi used the name Peter the Roman. So is that his name? Well, uh, Pope Francis' real name is Jorge Mario Bergoglio. And so, uh, but why would he be called Peter the Roman? Well, remember, his name as a pope is St. Francis or, or Pope Francis. And he gets that from St. Francis of Assisi. And St. Francis of Assisi's real name was Giovanni de Petrio, that's Peter, 
de Bernadone. That, that was his real name. He was Italian. He was Roman. His name can literally be translated Peter the Roman. So it's all these things are interesting. And so do I believe it's true? Based on what I know, I believe it's true. And again, I want to say it's extra biblical, so I'm not being dogmatic about it. But I believe it's very interesting that back in the 13th century that we had a, a archbishop of Ireland who had was sickened as he went through Europe and saw the squalor and also the opulence of the Vatican. And if these things are true, the Lord gave him all of these pictures of 112 popes. And he sat there and wrote, wrote it down with great accuracy in some cases, like I just showed you uh, about the Pope during World War I. And now we have the 112th Pope sitting at the Vatican, old, um, and we'll see. And, and I believe, and I've said this before, I don't believe we're living in the end times. I believe we're living at the end of the end times. All these things are, are coming you know, to fruition at the same time. And I think it's just another reason to look up because our redemption is drawing near. It's another reason for us to be careful in the way we're living our lives. Be careful to believe the Bible and to keep your eyes on Jesus and live your life in the right way. There are a lot of people mocking and scoffing and live like, you know, living like, you know, there, there's no, uh, nothing's going to happen. And the Bible prophecy isn't true. I believe every word of Bible prophecy is true. And we see all these things taking place like Jesus said they would. And very interestingly, we see the 112th Pope sitting in office right now. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Now, those of you who are watching on YouTube, hey, be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like this so that everything we have coming out, you'll be able to see it as it comes out. Um, also, uh, endtimes.com, I'm going to continue on now with this podcast. The entire podcast goes to the subscribers of endtimes.com at $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you be a subscriber to endtimes.com. We have articles that come out through the week, videos that come out through the week. Myself, Mark Hitchcock, uh, also Greg Laurie. Uh, I'm interviewing next week on the show Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We have different interviews with different experts on different subjects. We would love to have you be a subscriber to endtimes.com. Thank you for joining me today. God bless you. I want to thank you for watching this Tipping Point clip. And I want you to subscribe to the channel. I want you, if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and click subscribe there. And thank you for watching and subscribing. I want you to join our Tipping Point community at endtimes.com. For $7 a month, you can subscribe and you have a seven-day free trial. So if you just want to check it out for seven days, go on endtimes.com. Check us out for seven days. But I can promise you, you're going to love the content. You're going to be getting the Tipping Point show, the full show, every single week, as well as articles and video content from great teachers like Greg Laurie and Mark Hitchcock, and of course myself. Be sure to subscribe to be notified when we release more videos like this. God bless you.